Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I am trying to grow my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my allotment and my garden. Now coming up today, I've got a fun-packed episode for you. We are discussing some plant foods that you can make for free. And I have a few seeds that we can sow now for winter veg. That's coming up a little bit later on. But first of all, we need to find out what I have been started off this week doing on my allotment. It is Saturday the 11th of June 2022 today. I am down on the allotment. It's been a, a beautiful, hot, warm morning and I feel I've achieved quite a bit this morning. Now, first of all, whenever I come to the allotment, I always take a walk around and just check on things. And I've been down during the week doing a bit of weeding, but I didn't come down last night. But today I noticed, I'm rather annoyed about this, now, one of my other allotment holders decided to dump their load of weeds on top of one of my beds that had my spring garlic and some leeks growing in it. And it smothered them out. Now, I don't know when this happened. I didn't notice it during the week. So I'm assuming it's either happened after I left here on Thursday um, till this morning. So I cleared away all those weeds that were dumped and put those in my compost bin because I don't believe in dumping it on other people's allotment. I don't know who done it, so I'll just use it myself. But I wasn't happy about that at all. Wasn't happy at all. It's killed off some of my leeks. It's killed off some of my Egyptian walking onions as well. So I'm, I'm not happy, not happy to say the least. But luckily I'd brought down some more leeks to plant out and I've got those in the ground in its place. And hopefully nobody's going to throw any more in there in the meantime. Now after tidying that up, I did a bit more weeding. We are coming up to, by my calculations, time when the council do their checks again. So I wanted to make sure the allotment was just looking good. So I did a bit of weeding and then I ran round with the strimmer and the lawnmower and tidied up the edges. Now these grass clippings, what I've actually done now, you may recall I've been saying that I've been filling beds up with weeds in which I've been planting pumpkin. And the pumpkin that I planted out last week, which replaced one that died, has survived. That's actually grown quite nicely, so that is looking really, really good. That is in one of these beds. The other bed I filled up over this last week, and I've just mulched the top of that with the grass clippings, and into that I've planted some courgette plants. Gave them a really good watering to get them established and hopefully they will be uh, good enough that they will start to grow pretty soon. It's getting a little bit late to get these things in the ground in some ways but I don't mind that. Don't mind that at all. Now I've continued on walking and doing things on my plot as I've gone around. I've noticed my garlic is now starting to die back and in fact I've harvested a couple of these garlics. And when I was doing it, I was figuring out what's going to go into this bed next. And I figured actually we could do some more peas or beans into this bed once the garlic and the onions come out. In fact, my onions, they are looking really, really good. I've got some really big onions. They're not quite ready to come out just yet. We're going to give them a little bit longer. But I've got to say the onions are looking really, really good. And I put this down to the strolch that I used as a mulch. You may recall earlier on in the year that I applied strouch to both the uh, onion and the garlic bed. And I was a little bit unsure on how well the strouch would work. At suppressing weeds, I didn't find it that good. Grass clippings seemed to work a lot better. 
but Strolch has this added benefit of adding extra vitamins and minerals into the bed. So I've got to say, based on what I've seen with the onions, it's done really well. The garlic, not so sure just yet. But what I think I might do, if I can get hold of more of this Strolch, I'll do a layer of Strolch next year and then cover it over with grass clippings. So I get twice the amount of mulch, but extra nutrients. But that was definitely something that I have taken a note of. Now I've wandered around the alarm and I've got to say beans are looking good. Various areas in this garden are looking really, really good. In fact, we've made quite a few harvests today. We've harvested, well, first of the strawberries, first of the raspberries, some rhubarb, last of the asparagus. And we've also harvested some more early potatoes. Early potatoes are coming in thick and fast and I cannot wait to get these in the pan and start eating them. So I'm really, really pleased that food is finally starting to come in properly and we're able to start now getting real dinners out of our allotment. Now finally, the last area that I've been concentrating on is the corner of my plot that I call Scruffy Corner because it's always quite an untidy area. It's where I have my compost bins. Now my compost bin, I've only got the one there at the moment that is in use and that is completely full up. And because I've been using the beds as compost areas, I haven't needed another compost bin. And this area has just got scruffier and scruffier. Well now that I'm going to need some more areas to compost in, I have started to clear away scruffy corners. So that's basically started just streaming down the grass and clearing that away, tidying up some of the wooden planks that I've kept there just in case I need them, and just generally making this area tidier. Now in the future, we're gonna create some compost bins in this area, but that'll come in another day. For now, I've done on the allotment for today. But one thing I've noticed is that our plants are gonna start getting hungrier and hungrier. And that means they're going to start needing plant feed. Usually we can buy plant feed in, but it's also possible to make some plant feed for free. And that's what I want to discuss next. Well, I think there's one area that we all can save money on, whether we need to save money or not. And that is making our own plant feed. Now... This is something I think many of us allotmenteers or veg gardeners will probably do anyway in, in regards with making compost without even thinking about it. After all, just making compost is adding nutrients to the ground. But I, I feel that many of our plants could do with that extra boost from, from the nutrients they would get from plant food. So what can we do to make this as cheap as possible? Now, one thing that I always recommend that people get is a wormery. Now, I know there's a bit of an outlay to buy a wormery. I think they're about £70. That's how much I paid for mine. They may have gone up in price since then, but I'll add a link to the one that I have in the show notes for this podcast. But a wormery for me has got to be one of the top things that any gardener can have. You take your kitchen waste and you throw that in your wormery. The worms work away. They eat all that waste. They produce compost, but they also produce this liquid uh, worm wee, as I like to call it. Now, this worm wee, I drain off and I add, dilute that down and use it like a plant food. And it is an incredibly good plant food but I also produce so much of it just from one wormery that it's actually more than what I can use up in a year very very 
very huge quantities that we get out of it. So I've got to say, I think that is probably the one thing, if you can afford a wormery, then please do get one. I do think they are worth it. It is possible to make your own wormery. I've never had to make my own wormery, but I have heard of people doing it. I'm sure you can search on Google and find some way of making your own wormery. But what if you can't afford a wormery, can't make a wormery? What other options are there? If you've got a bucket and you've got access to water, then there's a very good chance that you can make some fertilizer from material that you might have just lying around. So what we would do is take this plant material, and I'll go through what the plant material could be in just a second. We place that in the bucket, and then you fill it up with water so it's all soaked, and it becomes this tea. After a couple of weeks, you strain off the liquid, and you use that liquid as a plant food. Now, the plant materials that you put in in the beginning will make a difference to what nutrients go into the ground, and therefore what you might use this plant food for. So what are the plant materials that we could use? So first of all, comfrey. I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. That I find is a very, very good one as a, a tomato feed. So any of your high fruiting crops, tomatoes, cucumbers, strawberries, brilliant feed for that. And great. Anybody that has an allotment is probably growing comfrey anyway. You could use borage in place as well. That's also meant to be a very good one stinging nettles now stinging nettles is one that i used to do all the time before i got the wormery very very good at getting your plants established actually i found that to be very very good at boosting root growth so therefore it would also be good to use on things like carrots and parsnips highly highly recommend that if you can get an access to some stinging nettles which again i think on most allotments you probably can get hold of I'm not going to suggest you go and dig up any stinging nettles in the wild. I mean, you don't need to dig them up. You just cut off the tops anyway. But in the wild, I cannot recommend that you go and do that. I believe that's possibly illegal. Other options, seaweed. If you go down the beach and seaweed is washed up, you can use that in the same way to make a plant food by using this tea method. Banana skins. Now, banana skins is quite an interesting one. We've don't eat bananas in a huge uh, quantity so I've tried making it before we made a very very small amount of plant food but the plant food that came out of it by using banana skins was really high in potassium and did really well at boosting our tomatoes particularly and especially preventing the, the risk of blossom end rot so that's a material that you probably throw in straight into the wormery or throw it straight into your compost or even into the bin without even realising that you can make a plant food from it. Now, if you keep animals such as chickens or horses, you're going to have manure. Now, obviously, manure we use on the garden anyway into our compost. But you could actually, again, take that waste material, that manure, and soak that to make a tea. Then when you strain it off, you keep liquid, but the bulky material left behind throw on your compost heap in the same way this also has an added benefit of that if you're using horse manure particularly 
there's a good chance there might be some grass seeds in that manure. So by soaking it in the water for a couple of weeks, you're actually getting off all those seeds as well. So I know a lot of people will actually do that. If you make your own compost, you could use that compost to make a compost tea as well. Again, place it in a bucket, fill up with water, stir it about once a day and off you go you have got this beautiful plant feed you could use compost that you've brought in as well but again it's all about trying to save as much money as possible at the moment and i feel this is another very good option especially if you are making your own compost well that's probably just scratched the surface of some of the own plant foods that we could make for free if you've got any options or ideas then please do share them with us as well it is Sunday the 12th of June 2022 today and I've had a day in the garden. I've got to say a lot of my plants in baskets and pots in both the patio and the balcony area really are coming on so well, so well. I'm just loving how they're looking as well. The baskets particularly, I just love chilies and peppers and tomatoes all in baskets, all taking up not very much space but being higher up and just looking stunning. We're even harvesting some of our first tomatoes, particularly from the the uh, windowsill garden, but also the balcony garden. The small mini bell tomatoes have came into play. Now, talking of the patio garden, the balcony garden, sorry. What I've done today is I've sown some radish in a trough. Now, I know a lot of people don't like radishes, but I quite like them, and they are a super quick and easy crop to grow. So I've just taken a, I filled a trough up with some compost, sowing a few seeds in there, scattered over a very thin layer of more compost, gave it a good watering, and we'll leave it on one of the shelves until they germinate. Once they germinate, we will then thin them out. And we can eat the thinnings, of course, but leave them to grow. Keep them well watered. And within probably about six weeks, the radishes will be fully grown and ready to eat. Then it's a case of just trying to eat them before they bolt. They can bolt very, very quickly if you're not careful. Keep them well watered is one of the methods to slow that down. But again, don't sow. My advice here is don't sow too many radishes because otherwise you end up with too many that you can eat in one go and that's when they lead to bolts so I sow a few now and I'll sow a few more in a few weeks time and I keep going on with that a bit like I cut and come again salad leaves now the cut and come again salad leaves we're actually eating quite a few of at the moment so nice so good to use in our kitchens and absolutely delicious now in the balcony garden you may recall I spoke I think it was last week about planting plants in grow bags and I set that up and we've been growing a collection of plants in grow bags unfortunately my dog Roxy she's decided to dig out one of the grow bags ripped out some of the plants which I've actually managed to pot up into pots but the, the grow bag itself is destroyed and no good so this is an, a interesting scenario that I didn't expect to happen we obviously have only had this puppy for September last year so six months maybe a bit more than that but I've never had a dog before and I didn't expect a dog to dig up our grow bags and this is half of the experiment I'm trying to do at the moment to find out what works and what doesn't work so 
Fortunately, it's only one out of the three grow bags that she seems to have attacked. The other two she has left alone. It may be there was something in the compost that she was attacking. I don't know. But what I've had to do, this one had a cucumber, a pepper and a tomato plant in it. So I've had to put those three into pots before they died. Give them a good watering and hopefully they will be okay. Into the main veg garden area, there's not much to report on on there. The pak choy has certainly started to look its part and starting to really, really come together. Um, in fact, it's growing quite nicely. Uh, but I haven't done much in that particular area today and certainly not over this last week, other than just general weeding and watering. It's all very much sewing up and into place. It's just a case now of looking after the plants that we have here and harvesting plants as they become ready so the pak choy i reckon another couple of weeks and we can harvest the pak choy lettuce that i have in here as well isn't going to be far behind but what i have really been working on today is in my greenhouse now in the past i've used this greenhouse as a area to grow and sow seeds but also to grow plants and i've still got two tomato plants in here in the bed along the back end but what I've decided to do with my greenhouse now that I have a greenhouse on the allotment and I've got another one coming for the allotment is that I'm going to use this greenhouse at home more for starting off my seeds and using it as a growing station. So I've moved a little metal potting bench that I've had out in my garden for quite a while. I've moved that into my greenhouse and I'm going to start sowing seeds using that and then using the root trainer shelves in where I can just grow them off. Now, when it comes to very, very early plants, they're still going to need to go in the heated propagator. But this time of year, that ain't going to be a problem. It's going to be warm enough that they should be okay in the greenhouse. Now, in fact, I have started sowing some more seeds for my winter veg. This is a time to start thinking about winter veg. So while I was sowing these seeds, I recorded a piece about winter veg to sow now. <coughs> So here we are in my greenhouse which is now set up with my growing station. So what I'm doing, I'm using the, the bench and I've got my compost on here and I'm just going to fill up some root trainers. Now I use root trainers a lot when it comes to sowing seeds because I just find that they can be a really good way to get seeds on. The root trainers are reusable and when it comes to planting out the, the plants in these root trainers you just dip a hole and drop them in i was doing plug plants as well as you know and they are great as well so basically what i'm saying is that these are the options that i'm using for sowing seeds now what seeds can we sow for winter vegetables so the obvious one is going to be cabbage i mean most of these are going to be brassicas brassicas are incredibly hardy plants and it's possible to have a brassica coming in from your vegetable garden or your allotment every day of the year so cabbages of course they're a great one we'll sow them now only a few seeds i'll probably do about 10 cabbage seeds today and uh, they will end up going down the allotment into one of the beds down there and also be used for Christmas dinners etc etc but in about, about a month's time I will again sow some more cabbages and so on and so on. 
Now cabbages, there are summer varieties and there are winter varieties. And again, this is a case of looking at your packet of seeds. The ones that I'm sowing today are called Red Acre. So they are pretty reliable, pretty good one. And they give us a red cabbage, which I like. Now it's a little bit early for cauliflowers, but give it a month and then we can also do cauliflowers. A variety that I highly recommend is all year round because they can pretty much be sown all year round as the name suggests. Apart from this little bit in these sort of late spring, early summer months, but later on in the summer we can sow those and again they will grow very, very well and give us some really good cauliflowers later on this year. Kale. Now, kale is an interesting plant because it's uh, it's not very well known, I don't think. I certainly didn't hear about it until I got an allotment. But then I started hearing about it and how it was a superfood because it's full of all these fantastic nutrients and healthy stuff that we as humans need. And I started growing it. And I didn't, I wasn't keen on it at first on the flavour when we were eating it until I started learning how to really cook it. And even some of my friends and families were a bit unsure. But again, we developed different ways of using kale and we soon won people over. One of my favourite things to actually do with kale is a, a recipe that I use to make Chinese seaweed where I basically take the kale, chop it up really thinly. Toss it in a bit of olive oil and salt, roast it in the oven till nice and crispy, then add a bit of sugar and sesame seeds. And there you go. Chinese seaweed. Absolutely delicious. <laughs> that's not the recipe section. That's coming up a little bit later on. But you, you got the idea. A great one to grow. Turnips. Now, I personally would prefer to sow these directly in the ground, but I find with root trainers, we can get away because they can cope with being disturbed a bit better by growing them in root trainers because you're not so much disturbing the roots. You're putting the roots into a bigger ground. So turnips, added to that other root vegetables such as carrots, they can be sown now. In fact, I would actually sow carrots directly in the ground as well. They need a really fine uh, area to grow, but they will do okay. If you're looking for a plant for the late spring, then early purple Sprouting broccoli is a good one. In fact, normal broccoli or calories can also be sown now for winter crops too. And finally, now this isn't a brassica and it isn't a root crop, peas. They can be sown now and they can give us a, uh, a later harvest into the winter just about. But you're looking more late autumn, early winter for these. But again, they can be stored quite nicely in your freezer. I know we are just going into summer and you're probably not thinking about your winter crops. But actually, I do say this is a time to think about winter crops. I always say that when you're growing your own food and gardening, it's all about thinking ahead. So you sow now what you want in four, five, six months time, depending on the plant. And that's why I've brought it up today. Right, let's get back to the gardening. It is Monday the 13th of June 2022 and I'm in the kitchen now i popped to the allotment on the way home from work and i actually took my hedge trimmer today and i've just gone around the elder tree and trimmed that up because it was getting a little bit tall and a little bit out of control with the inspections coming this week i thought better just tidy that up great thing about this battery powered hedge trimmer is that it does the job in seconds and i've got to say 
I think the hedge trimmer is probably going to be better at the strimmer with long grass. Interesting to note that, I think. Now, of course, on the Mondays, we are cooking in the kitchen, which is why I'm in the kitchen. And I'm sharing with you a little recipe. Now, what I've got today is a new potato and frizzy salad that I found online. And basically what it is, is new potatoes, lettuce, chives and salad cream. Four ingredients. So what I did, I boiled half a kilo of baby potatoes, which I harvested today, um, only for about 10 minutes. And then I drained them and then just let them dry while I prepared the rest. And what I did was chopped up lettuce, put it in a bowl, added some chopped chives, and then added the potatoes, give them a good mix, and then poured over some salad cream. Now, we could make our own salad cream, but actually, salad cream is quite cheap to buy. It's a bit of a palaver making salad cream. Um, so we've just poured that over, given it a good mix, and there we go. We have got our dinner sorted. This is quite an interesting one. It is quite tasty, I've got to say. I mean, I quite like new potatoes. This variety that I use today is called Rocket. And they're really tasty, delicious potato, giving us some good, good-sized potatoes. And, of course, lettuce and chives came straight out of the garden too. So, apart from the salad cream, everything was homegrown. Well... That brings me up to the end of this week's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and that you've had a great time. Of course, please do get in contact if you had anything to add to this week's podcast or you want to share with me what you've been up to over your last week in your own allotments and your own gardens. If you've enjoyed this podcast, then perhaps you would be good enough to leave a review on your podcast service. It really does help. I keep saying that, but it really does help and it goes a long way. But also, if you have really enjoyed this, then perhaps you'll consider becoming a member of our VegGrower Podcast Supporters Club. You can find the details on that at thevegrowerpodcast.co.uk. But for it, I charge £5 a month. And for that, you get extra behind-the-scenes podcasts. And you also get, once a month, sent to your door a collection of seeds that can be sown that month along with a newsletter. For £5 a month, the seeds alone are worth it. I, it's the way I've built it in my belief. If you want to get in touch with me, of course, you can email me, richard at thevegrowerpodcast.co.uk. You can visit the website at thevegrowerpodcast.co.uk, leave a comment or leave a voicemail. And finally, please do give us a like or a follow on social media where you can keep in touch with what we're up to as well. Be great to see you there, and particularly the Facebook group, where the Veg Grower Podcast Facebook group is becoming quite a lot of chatter going on. More and more members signing up, and it's it's growing quite nicely. Right, well that is it for this week. We will be back again next time. So until then, please take care. <laughs>